My name is Grindapal Singh. I am your host for JMC Chronicles, um, episode six. Um, this episode, we are joined by um, the wonderful Harveen Kaur. Um, we are going to talk, we're going to be talking about a lot of um, gore empowerment and how building spaces and safe spaces, especially for our, our up and coming cores and even the cores of nowadays to be able to be in those spaces and being able to express themselves without trying to be like vulnerable or, or any sense of trying to be not themselves while they're trying to get in those spaces. Um, Harveen Kaur is, is our Kern County um, community organizer for Jakarta Movement. Uh, I'll let her introduce herself a little bit more, but. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Gurinder. I really, really appreciate it. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in and really appreciate you, Gurinder Paul, for having me as a guest. Um, very, very honored to be here and nice to just finally like get looped into the podcast. I feel like I'm living a dream. Um, <laughs> really just excited to be here. I mean, one of your JMC is always killing it, especially with this podcast, some great content always being pushed out. So really just like, thank you so much. And a little introduction about myself. I was born and raised in Bakersfield, California. My name is Ravin Kaur, pronoun she, her, hers. And yeah, I, after growing up in Bakersfield, I grew up on the east side. So I was always craving that Sangat. And um, I guess in college, then when I decided to attend UCI to further my education and my studies, that's when I really just jumped in headfirst into community and like all these other organizations that could just get me connected uh, to our Sangat members. And yeah, from there, I was introduced to Jakarta and I barely missed it in Bakersfield. And I unfortunately, um, but it's okay because I got to join in college and attended Lokar 2017. And that's when my whole like, world just changed. Um, I've been exposed to so many amazing people and just had these intellectual conversations with a bunch of my peers um, from all over California and was just able to take all of everything that I learned back to my campus. And so it was with my fellow cores, um, Gurjeev Gore and Harman Bagri, that I was able to, um, we were able to start our own JMC UCI chapter there. And so really just humbled to be here. That's a little bit about myself and my college experience with JMC. Um, I know Jaskeet Gore, who's also on our staff now, likes to call us like JMC veterans. So if y'all ever need anything like in terms of JMC, um, I got y'all. And yeah, now I'm working as the Kern County Community Organizer for Jagata Movement and very, very humbled um, just to be doing this seva for our community in Sangit. And yeah, thank you for having me here. That's a, me in a nutshell. No, no, thank you so much. I mean, I always say this to all of our guests, but you guys are truly what makes this podcast what it is. You guys just coming on and being a guest, giving you guys this time and just having these conversations is just amazing time. And I can't thank you guys all. And thank you for joining today. Yeah, so the JMC podcast, the JMC Chronicles, um, we are, again, you can find the video version here on YouTube. Um, again, you can just go on YouTube, look up the JMC Chronicles, and we should pop up. We are the first link that pops up. Um, then you can also find us for the non-visual version, just the audio version on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts. So if you don't want to watch the video and you just want us playing in the background or having our podcast on the background, for, uh, feel free, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Again, just where just type in the JMC Chronicles. Uh, the links will be in the the YouTube description. So please check it out if you if you always want to have the non uh, the non visual version to listen to it at, at your time. Um, this, like I said, is our sixth episode. Uh, I can't thank thank you guys so much for being and creating the sangha that we have right now. Um, our YouTube is going strong, or even our on our all of our platforms is going yeah, fine. Yes, I'm so sorry. This is my dad. We have a guest. It's always it's always amazing to have guests. You know, the more the merrier, right? I always say this. This is our first first podcast was only single guests but now we just had a guest cameo right it's always amazing to have those type of things yeah the realities of living in a Punjabi household right yeah. I mean I so far in all of our episodes this 
I am in a different room, but my door has never been opened in the middle of an episode. But I'd have no doubt if we keep going, that door that door will open eventually, <laughs> and somebody will walk through that door. But yeah. <laughs> um, going more back into it, so we I talking a little bit how I met Harveen. We uh, again we were talking a little bit before we were catching up, but I had seen Harveen and we had met a little bit back in Lagar 2018 in Bakersfield, right? Um, yeah. I, I've i been vocal of how much I don't like this, the, the area of Bakersfield, but I love the people, but I do love Bakersfield. I'm coming around, right? Uh, Manu can tell you that she has converted me into a Bakersfield lover. Um, <laughs> as much as you want to believe her or not, that's on you. But I, I always said that by Bakersfield always has the best people. And that's like the more people I meet from Bakersfield, the, the, the more that, that statement becomes more true right um but again like i said like just we were talking about a little bit like seeing how you carry yourself as being a gore in the situations and and just being a little bit more like here in america and seeing how gore involvement is a little bit like put to the back burners and in majority of the times right yeah like this is a this is something that's been in our in the our culture for a long time right it's always like Typically, it's like always the husband and then the wife is usually underneath or beneath. It's it's very messed up and it's, it shouldn't be like that, right? And it's, yeah. unfortunately, that's those, and it's not even just husband and wife that carries into almost every single type of thing, right? Like the one of the biggest things that makes me like up, super upset and super sad about it is like when families have their first child and it becomes, and they, they've come to know that it's a girl. Like they'll actually cry and be like sad that it's a girl, right and I'm just like not celebrating that you had a child instead you're crying and stuff because it's a girl and it's just like I'm like like why like I just don't like that kind of like those type of things are just ingrained into like our culture and I'm so happy for gores like you especially like you guys are out there you guys are carrying yourselves you guys are being able to show other gores that are growing up here in America that it is possible to be a leader and become that become that person to where you can stand on your own and you don't have to be labeled as somebody's sister, somebody's friend. Like it's you are you, right? And that's something that I admire. And I'm, I'm so amazed that we are working towards that, right? Every day we're still working towards that. So yeah. one of the first things I wanted to talk about with you was like being a core and you said you, you grew up in the east side of Bakersfield. So mm-hmm. you didn't see a lot of Punjabi, but you still experienced like how how it is growing up in a typical Punjabi like community right so I just wanted I just wanted to see like typical like challenges that I've seen like right with the core is like they're usually put to the back burner right like being a a a male and a like being a man in 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 like Punjabi cultures is usually more like favorite like they'll they'll be openly brought into circles that maybe they're not like it's like all these type of things right they're usually more invited they're more inclusive they're always had more opportunities right for you how how are you able to overcome those things and become especially like at UCI like you said the other two people that helped you create JMC there were also course so like if you could a little bit talk about like how that journey came to be how you came to become it's always about confidence and how do you build that confidence and what gave you strength to become that right yeah 100% you touched on so many great points I feel like from the beginning, like from the second I was born, I immediately felt those um, patriarchal and misogynist structures that have been at play that you mentioned, you know, so deep rooted within our uh, community. And unfortunately, it's just ever present. And so I'm glad that we're having this conversation to really kickstart and hopefully just encourage other folks to have these conversations within their homes. And I guess for me personally, and started the day I was born. I much later, once I was actually aware of, you know, hey, what day was it? So the day that I was born, you know, where was everyone? Like, what was everybody doing? And I come to find out much later in my life that my Daduji actually cried when I was born. So um, for a little bit of context, I'm the first grandchild on my Dadke side on my dad's side. And so, um, granted a lot of everybody else really, really ecstatic. They were super happy, but for his oldest son to have a daughter and that his like, you know, his first grandchild to be a girl was devastating for him. And so I think um, once I found that out, it was disheartening. It was like, what, like, why, 
why does it make, why does my gender define who I am or what the trajectory of my life will be? Like I will be successful regardless of my gender identification, whether it's non-binary or, you know, anything else. Um, and so that was discouraging, but, um, and I think growing up, it's just, you're constantly, um, constantly you're facing all of these barriers, all of the, these sorts of oppression yeah. or different sorts of oppression that just really put you down as a boy. I mean, when I was younger, we would tie it a kitty on our brothers and within the past three years, I've stopped. And it's been very, very hard for my family because they just don't understand why. And they don't understand that it's deep rooted patriarchy, that there's sexism there, that, um, yeah, they give me the do and passive, but that's not really what sustains a relationship, yeah. right? Like, yeah, totally. Um, and so, and, you know, this like glorification of, oh, like, I'm sorry, that doesn't mean much to me unless they treated me right with respect. And, um, so I think in terms of that, like, you know how it's just the saying that respect has, it just can't be given. It has to be earned. And for me growing up in my life, I really had to combat like with other, or not really fight, but fight. We can use that word fight with other like family members that like, no, if you're not going to respect me, I'm not going to tolerate anything less than how I should be treated, um, less than the best. And, uh, that confidence really truly comes from my parents and they always encourage me to be like the best version of myself um there are of course like ways that they have their own internalized patriarchy and misogyny and um these the colonized mindset in oh. some ways but for sure like i'm very very blessed that like Guru gave me very understanding and like um very forward-thinking parents in the sense that like they know that okay like when I was born, like, oh my gosh, it was so exciting for them. They have a daughter. And I think my mom always said too, that like, had they not had a daughter, you know, like how some families will try until they get a boy. Yeah. My mom was like, no, I was going to keep trying until I have a girl. <laughs> so yeah. it was really convenient for her because um, I have one younger brother. It was her, him and I. And so it worked out perfectly. And I can say like growing up too, we were always treated equally. There were some things where it was like, okay, like he's going to do the outside, like bodily gum, but we would always do like gardening together and stuff like that. Um, I think I just kind of mm, realized later in my life, how, you know, the expectations of like, okay, you know, go in the kitchen, make jaw or something like those are little things that make me tick now. Yeah, <laughs> Cause totally. it's, yeah, because it's like, I just realized, like, wait, what the room to game here? Like, we, I, you know, I was busy doing something too. Or, like, the boundaries sometimes can be overstepped, and, you know, those gender um, stereotypes or gender expectations are placed on you. And so now that I've, you know, gone to school and everything, I kind of am more aware of it. Whereas, you know, when you're younger, I feel like a lot of times I didn't know better. I was just like, okay, cool. Like, that's what we do. And um, so I guess growing up to like with the Sangat that I was around, it wasn't predominantly Punjabi um, folks, but the Sangat that I did was surrounded by was always my family. So I was always surrounded by, you know, the Sikh Sangat, the Punjabi Sangat. And thankfully, you know, always going to the Gordara every Sunday and being surrounded by, you know, family friends or Sangat members and, you know, being familiar with our community, but not to the extent where I could like walk to a Gordara. Um, so I think like in that sense, having like the everyday outside um, comfort of just like our community was something that I always craved. And so throughout high school, I was very, I'm, I'm still very much battling like my colonized, a colonized mindset, right? This Western belief that like, you know, women should be a certain way or, you know, the, the beauty standards that are inflicted upon us um, within the own household of like, you know, you should tie a kri on your brother, even though that's like totally not a sick thing. Um, it's just one of those things that I think we have to constantly like pick our heads up. And my dadima was the biggest person, like biggest advocate who, really made me like who I am today too. Uh, in addition to my parents and addition to all of the strong women in my life, 
they, which you got to meet one of them. So my grandmother, yeah. she, she's um, my dad's mommy G and she's lived with us on my whole life. And um, the, her story even inspires me every day. Her, her husband, uh, my dad's mama G was unfortunately disappeared in Punjab when, you know, during 1984 and her resiliency, her strength, and the fact that she's still like, puts every day on with a smile, moves forward in life and is always just so loving. She's the reason, one of the many reasons why I, anytime I face something is like, okay, you know, I can get, I can overcome this and I won't let it tear me down. And then my daddy, she, my daddy mom was 16. So my dad's mom, when she was 16, she um, immigrated to England from India and got to a stranger <laughs> and you know how it was back then Boston yeah. actually she was really lucky to even see a photo um but it was funny because I love my daduji so much he's like now I'm his favorite so contrary to like him crying the day I was born now he he loves me to bits and I think eventually everybody realizes that like women carry so much power and they're like amazing in so many different ways so thankfully I'm glad he realized that <laughs> but um I think he also just with my daddima being such a strong, strong presence in his life and so powerful. Um, she influenced me, my puaji, my chachiya, my um, mom, and everybody else in our life to just be the shidni. And so I always talk about her um, and her strength, her power. Um, and so like one of her brothers was you know disappeared in Punjab and she still overcame it and then she lost all she lost her dad at a young age she was seven when he passed away so she was raised by a single mother and my BBG was a total excuse my language badass so um she raised four kids all by herself in Punjab and yeah I really don't know even how like she did it I think like especially like like what, what, how it is like and especially in Punjabi like when we talk about like Punjabi culture being like this this like it is how it is right it's how it was built it's how it's been for our parents and before but like yeah. to say that like it's like you might say that like that's but like in some aspects that stuff translate to how American culture is also so it's like so it's not like it's just our culture where that things happen it's also implement implemented into in multiple like here also in america but to like going back to like how she raised four kids by herself like i can only imagine her family telling her each day like like it's like pressuring her to try to get with like a man like trying to get her with a husband again like trying to be like you can't do this alone you can't do this alone like and the fact that she did do it alone just shows how much like how much power and like how much confidence and how much resilience like gores in our in our in our community have and it's yeah. just like to put that like, to put that potential and that 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 leadership and that those people on like on the back seat on the back burner is so it's like a waste of it's it's just it's just a waste right it's like instead we should be pushing them forward we should be promoting gores to be like hey you should be able to go do whatever you want to set out to do right shouldn't yeah. be like oh you have to listen to whatever they say or whatever your parents say or well mm-hmm. maybe what if what if like your husband doesn't agree with like who cares like honestly like who like i don't understand like honest I, I don't understand that thing of like your life dictates on how somebody else tells you how to live it and this is like mm-hmm. going again going back to prime example of how how your like she raised four the four kids by herself it's like it's it's not it's not like impossible i feel like it's almost seen upon like if if there isn't like a man like if there's no if, if it's just a, a woman by herself like she can't do it and i'm just like who who come who came up with this stuff and it's like and it's almost like it's been built and it's like if you look back in history right you look back in Sikhi history you see so many bibia and so many like or they gave like they gave up there's so many stories of them giving up their own lives mm-hmm. when like m- like the men didn't want to give up their lives right the classic yeah. story is when i like the, one of the stories i might again i i apologize if i get anything wrong but if like from what i've heard and what i've 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 heard all these years is like there was a classic story of i forget the baby's name but the six had abandoned Guruji and they were going home. They said that we didn't want to fight with you no more. You're not a guru. They had basically disowned him saying that like, we're done, right? We don't want to fight no more. And when they came back home, 
the BBG was like, what are you guys doing? How are you guys going to abandon your guys' own guru? Like, how you guys can't do this, right? So she, along with the others, she went to the Guruji and she was like, we're here for you. We're, and like, that's like, those types of like powerful stories are already in Sikhi. And so the fact that we got away from those type of things so mm-hmm. quickly and like yeah. the, cl- the classic thing is, right? Like there's also, we've, we've always talked about this, right? There's always this Punjabi culture and the Sikhi culture. And I don't know how it became to where they're two separate things and they're two separate cultures because they're the same people that we're talking about. Like it's, it's like, it's, it's almost hand in hand of how the, uh, how we started and how we people are. Like, I, I don't like the phrase when people say that, oh, that's not part of Punjabi culture. That's part of Sikhi culture. If that's not part of Sikhi culture, that's part of Punjabi culture. I'm just like, mm-hmm. why are we like, dis like identifying other things to being who we are and who we're, we're, what we not are and it's like those types of things is like it's been time it's not something that just happened yesterday right it's been years and years and years of where we got to this path where we're going to separate directions of where like where Sikhi was supposed to take us and where people are going today and it's like those types of ideals go back to how core empowerment and how we can like these little things and like, this is a big thing, right? We get all got away from putting our BBM forward, being like they're independent. Like the whole, the core is like, it was supposed to be singing core are supposed to be two. Like there's no supposed to be no differences. There's no supposed to be no caste. There's no supposed to be separation. It's just supposed to be two identities of a whole big culture, right? And a whole big gom. And, mm-hmm. and it just, we got away from those type of things and just like, why and how? And it's like, throughout time you can look back and see how it happens it's just like a little bit like little changes and just like going out going out going out it's like it just and the classic line is like it's just it is what it is right it's, it's just how things are and I'm just like yeah it's not how things were mm-hmm. it's just how things are now and it's just like why do we change and so it's like stuff like that it's just where it gets to a point where it just like doesn't make sense right it gets to a certain point where it just doesn't make sense but yeah. I, I think a big contributing factor to that too is like um, the westernism that's like really just seeped into I mean whether it was through the British that imperialized you know India and then also we have all these other calculated forces that are trying to disenfranchise communities that are trying to imp- oppress the Sikh Sangat and these cultural divisions that we so claim that are like oh my gosh you know like alcoholism like you you all just had a podcast on alcoholism and you know how that has really affected our sangat as well it's it all just goes hand in hand the the oppression the ways to dismantle our community to really beat us to a pulp to where like we just uh, disassociate with our itias with our with our history um it's really just i guess calculated in the sense that they are attempting to and whoever they may be you all can like read between the lines um how are they trying to ensure that we are decimated right like how can we calculate or how can we devise a plan to really just ruin everything that this community might be and you know Punjabi not everybody from Punjab is sick right yeah that's I I wanted to clarify that I I didn't want to say that every Punjabi is sick and every sick is Punjabi it was more about like how once we started it was like Sikhi was very deeply rooted in Punjab right Mm -hmm. and it's just it just it there wasn't this back then it wasn't this culture shock it wasn't supposed to be that oh you're Punjabi oh now you have to become a Sikh which is a whole different thing it's not that's by any means that's not what I meant when I said when I I I try to catch myself when I try to say like Punjabi and Sikhi culture are one it, there are a little bit differences right Punjabi is more of a state where people come from and Sikhi is more of a tharam. but again yeah. it, they used to go hand in hand when they were first created and that's what I was trying to say if by yeah. any means I didn't want to make it to where only Punjabis can be six no 100% and I think it's it's good to know because I, I think the point correct me if I'm wrong that I was like interpreting from your point was more so that behind not bottom done that right like we can easily blame why we aren't putting boards on the forefront based like based off of the fact that oh it's just our culture that's just how it is and which it's completely not and when you look into Sikhi and our all of our history it's not that at all and in fact we champion women leaders we um we have so many um, powerful cores in our presence currently and in the past and you know I'm really really honored to be a part of 
the Jakarta and the planning that went into last last month's Women History Month, where we dedicated the whole entire month to um, events centered around cores and uplifting and empowering. And the amount of sisters and cores that I met through those events throughout the month was just beautiful. Like the sisterhood that was built, um, just mind boggling. And it just, I think throughout every conversation, I've just realized that many of the cores really experience the same things. We all experience many similar situations and it's disheartening to know because you as a core think, okay, I never want another woman to go through this and it ends with me. And this is it. This is the end of this toxic cycle, right? But unfortunately, we still have so many women who are being oppressed every day. And it's in the most minute or like the smallest ways, those microaggressions. And um, it, it constantly, it's a fight between um, which battles should we fight? And okay, if we do say something, what's going to be the result? Am I going to just be viewed as aggressive, which who cares if you're viewed as aggressive, but it's been so ingrained in us. And we've been trained to believe that women have to be these small, timid, very shy and quiet women where I don't know. I just can't, I throw that complete idea out the window and honor any God who, who, you know, obviously not everybody, everybody has different personalities, but if you, if you are going against what is natural to you and due to somebody else's um, demands, then honestly, like we, we have to empower each other. We have to ensure that we're creating these safe spaces. So I'm really glad that we're having this conversation and thank you so much for you know, creating the space for cores to core voices to be amplified and sharing my a little bit of my personal story and whatever you know all the other cores might go through. It's really important to be inclusive as a sing. It's so important to be an ally, and I'm very very happy to say that I do consider you an ally. Um, you know, before when we were like just catching up, I, I mentioned the same thing. Like, not every sing makes a woman feel safe, and you yeah. know, not every sing is an ally, but people like you who are in their fall. And I hope many can look to you as an example um, to really just understand how can I be an ally? How can I improve myself and be there for cores? Like we don't need you as a crutch, but we would like for the space to be created so that, so that we can also flourish. I always say to my mom that if women were to take over the world, this world would be a much better place, (laughs) but also women and our allies. Um, it's, I mean, women's rights are always up for debate in the U S courtroom and, you know, across the world. I mean, women now in France can't wear hijabs. Like it's just, it blows my mind. Um, how like this neo feminism and this white feminism, uh, close to be, you know, in the name of like women, women's rights, but then it's not intersectional. Right. So we always try to ensure that our feminism is intersectional and that we, are combating any kind of misogynistic or internalized misogyny, like the misogyny or oppression that comes from women. And it's so ever present. Like I've had other women tell me that my legs look like an ape, like, excuse me, but Vaiguru gave me this case and I'm going to embrace it. And it's such an, it's such a huge battle every single day, having to combat these ideas of what a woman should look like and what our body should look like because quite frankly I never see this kind of critique with men you yeah. know like there's never like oh oh morta I always hear no 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 oh jolly motia like why does everything have to be centered around a woman's body and her size and their mar- like whether she's going to be able to get married or not like again like a man doesn't define her power and so I'm really glad that you you mentioned that because yeah. yeah, it just blows my mind. <laughs> every the day. biggest the biggest thing like I want to say, like as an ally, right? If you're if if you are a singing, if you want to be an ally, if you are a male, if you want to be an ally, the biggest thing you can do is take a step back, right? Let them have that space. You don't have to be in the center of that space or be involved in the space every single time anything's going on right? It's like just knowing when to step back, knowing when to not put in your two cents every time you have to say something. Just like those little things are such a big factor, right? Uh, 
I, I, I thank you so much for like everything you shared because like one of the next things like I wanted to like actually talk about was like how to build these safe spaces right and you did an amazing start like job right now already answering that kind of and talking about that and it's like it's just knowing yourself and knowing your spaces being in those spaces I feel like it's just like you said like just being around other cores is uplifting right mm -hmm. seeing other cores how they've dealt with their like especially your bbg raising four kids and even uh, um your um dad's mommy right it's like all these like you you see these previous examples and you take that and you build yourself right you don't have to be this person where you shove people out your way and you push people down to raise yourself up no you want to do it you want to build yourself up from other people and you want to build yourself up from yourself you don't like the biggest thing right when i hear about when when women are trying to fight for equal rights or trying to fight with for any rights honestly is like oh what about a man like it was like um when did we ever disclose that a woman is going to push down a man to get up like this is I, I'm sorry but like that's never been the case of yeah. this whole discussion right that's never been a point it's never been like so it's okay for you to hold them down but if they want to come up do you think they're going to pull you down and throw you on the ground like no that's not how it is. they just don't want to be put on the ground right and it's like these like those type of like excuses like we've talked about the excuses right like this Punjabi culture becomes an excuse for yeah. anything to do that's not Sikhi related to be like but it's Punjabi culture I'm a Punjabi though so I can do these two things right because like one of the biggest things when we were talking about our last episode about alcoholism was like like a lot of people look nowadays especially here like in outside of Punjab even in Punjab like it's like people grow up around alcohol right it's not something that it's you should it should happen or anything like that but it is a fact right it's just how it is and so it's just it's just it sucks to see that like and it's like the classic excuse is that like oh he's doing it oh he's doing it or that person is doing it or that person it's like it's like it's a culture-based thing and you think just because they're doing it it's a culture thing and i can do it which is not true it's like you have to not use these things like as excuses but be a part of this community and try to make it better instead of just being like, oh, but that's what's been going on. Maybe what's been going on is wrong. And you yeah. need to recognize that, right? That's the biggest thing is recognizing. I feel like that's one thing that a lot of people don't do. Recognize the space, recognize what's going on, recognize what's going on around you, right? Don't, don't just be told what is going on around you. Recognize, see it for yourself, right? Yeah. Just like, I don't, I don't understand sometimes when, when, Again, like I'm so like when you talked about how your dadaji like when when you were born, you cry. I have family that was like they were crying for days just because a girl was born, and I'm just like, why? Like what? I don't understand this. Like just because now that family knows that you had a daughter, or that family knows you had a daughter. Like who cares if they know you had a daughter or you had a granddaughter? Like I don't understand like why that's a psyche that we put in and then and then like i i can already hear what somebody's gonna say to uh, if they hear this this is what they're gonna say but that's just how it is i like like and the biggest thing right and this platform has been made for this exact reason is that like as being part of the younger generation being part of the generation that has to grow up here in America and might not know how living in Punjab or growing up in Punjab is, right? Right? And that's the biggest like thing I always hear from the older people whenever I try to speak or whenever, even even when a core is trying to talk it, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but like how it's going or how you think it is going sucks i'm sorry like excuse my language here right now but like that sucks like i don't know what you like just because how that's how things were doesn't mean that it's going right like, that's not how things work like change is constantly happening for the betterment not for the worse and if you don't want to change then you're just holding back and you're actually holding and you're going backwards instead of forward right um sorry for my kind of rant but i just feel like it's like those type of things like these type of things is like really is where I get mad and stuff like that so oh don't get mad um act actually sorry I would say actually keep getting mad because <laughs> because in order for us to create any change I feel like it is okay for us to be fueled by anger personally for me I'm fueled by anger sometimes like that's okay it's a completely natural feeling it's just how we harness it and how we 
take control of what we do with that anger, right? Like, are we going to cause harm or are we going to cause, um, you know, some good in the world? And for me personally, like you brought up a lot of like the generational issues, right? Like how people will argue that, okay, well, it's just been like this forever. Well, I mean, not really, yeah. actually not at all. Alcoholism has, is a very, um, something that's popped up within the past three generations and maybe four, you know, if we're being quite generous, but before that, no, not really. <laughs> and so now it's been ingrained in us and it just, we have to be very cautious and, you know, um, try to evaluate like, where is this coming from? Where has yeah. this been suddenly implanted in our culture? Is it the music industry? Is it, cause there are definitely a lot of songs that, <laughs> I mean, I, one comes to mind is the, the Jazzy B and Miss Puja song, like Mitra da Boot yeah. or something mm-hmm. where, you know, he's, he's really like saying that, like, everything you have is just the cost of my boots and like just putting a woman down. There are so many different songs that I can quote to say like, okay, yeah, women are not as important. Like, you know, the casteism that comes to play and, you know, this belief that like I can hit a woman, she spoke at a turn, you know, and I can personally like share too, like, you know, trigger warning to all viewers, um, you know, definitely have been hit in my adult life, in my adult life. And it has been traumatic. It has been a whole journey in itself trying to navigate, okay, well, you know, how did this happen? And how is this my fault? You know, the victim blaming and trying to, you know, assess like, well, what did I do wrong? Is there something that I could have changed? No. No, yeah, and 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 that's one of the like the things uh, like we I know we've talked in length about the Jelpy community and how we were not allowing and how we treat females, but like here in in America, like it's it's somewhat the same, right? Whenever you hear a case of a brave woman coming out and saying that she was done wrong in some way, right? Maybe in some traumatic way, you we don't. Some people just don't understand how things can be traumatic for different people like the smallest of things can be traumatic for different people and you don't understand that because you haven't been through it but whenever something like that does come up it's never that like we'll see like it's never about like okay we'll we'll listen to them right it's always about like oh even if it did happen we it's it's nothing it, it was going to be nothing right it happens it happens all the time like it happens with celebrities all the time especially when it's a, a male celebrity or a, like a man it's like the the backing for them like the male the man comes immediately right there is no second thought about mm-hmm. like maybe he did do it no one questions that right there might be that small population that maybe like we'll just wait and see what like what comes out to be but nobody believes the poor like the the woman that might have spoken out no one believes her off the bat and that's so saddening to see and it's happened not once not twice not three times multiple times many 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 times where Mm -hmm. like when a brave woman finds the courage to talk and the reason why a lot of women don't talk and uh, stuff the reason why years later some people might talk or years later multiple people may come out and say something is maybe because when it did happen if they did say something they know instead of getting help or getting into a space where they might get some closure or get some justice for something, they know that they're just going to get battered with all this abuse, all this talk on social media being like, you're lying or that didn't happen or just move on. And it's like those type of things are just like, yeah, like just to point out, I'm just like, that's so wrong. And it's just, just like, yeah, 100%. and I've, I've also seen it the other way around when, if it ever happens, when a woman does wrong to a man, it's mm-hmm. immediately the man is supported to being like, oh, why did she do that to him? Why did he, she, why did she do this? Why did she do that? And it's always questioning the woman, why she do what, but like when it's the flip of the tables, no one ever questions why the man maybe have done it or he possibly did do it. It's none of that. It's just being like, well, why is she know. speaking? Yeah, they're always behind it, right? Like, yeah. it's either, oh, um, they weren't in their right mind, or, you know, they drank a little bit, or you made him really angry, or whatever the bahana might be, right? Whatever the excuse might be. And, you know, even ha- having to hear afterwards, like, right? Like, you shouldn't, you spoke too much, you shouldn't have said anything, that's why he hit you. 
or men just do that what i'm sorry because if men just do that then i don't want anything to do with men you know like it it's very difficult to hear those things when you in fact have like gone through that and you're just like you have to take this for surface value this is how my life is going to be this is how the world is going to perceive me as a woman somebody who can be abused somebody who can be battered no that's not acceptable and i think in and i'm very grateful vaigru is blessed me with a very very great life but every instance or every occurrence in my life where i've had to face any kind of misogyny patriarchy um sexism has built a lot of character has you know molded me into the human i am today um and i'm very very grateful for that so you know any kind of trials tribulations i'm grateful that i went i we shouldn't have to go through it that's one thing but um i can personally say like through time it it builds a lot of character um in the fact that or not builds a lot of character but builds my um thickens my skin in a way that it shouldn't have been thickened but um makes me more aware and of the world and you know it empowers me to empower other cores because then i can take my own story i don't share stories out of pity i are like oh you know i need the sympathy or something i share it because other women are experiencing the same things and they're being dismissed in many different ways too um or their abuse is even more extensive and it's still being dismissed and there's still being excuse made there's still excuses being made for um certain certain people our oppressors right our abusers and so it's really i think a really important topic to just be a little um transparent about for me i i you know battled with sharing things and the more the older i get the more i realize so many women go through it and it's disgusting it's yeah. disheartening it's it's honestly quite quite literally soul shattering to think that a woman multiple women have gone through it um i mean the, even the statistic for rape is insane and i can't remember the statistic off my off, off of the top of my head but um i just remember that it's alarmingly high and i think it's like something in eight women um so regardless just like very very difficult but i want to go back to what you mentioned too like we might not have experienced the same thing that another individual goes through so it's like you know difficult to understand but that empathy goes a long way you know the empathy the empowerment the having to someone to, to like listen and to believe you like you mentioned um you know instead of being like okay two three four times no that didn't happen you're just lying or whatever their excuse might be i i totally i feel you on that a lot of there's always just some reason as to why we shouldn't believe her and her story and why you know the the man is the bajara instead of an abuser yeah. and oftentimes i really see i really sorry last point <laughs> no problem no, no i i see this a lot where um the individual the oppressor the abuser is very well liked in the larger community right extremely like you know just oh inna chanda bandaya he's really good guy um he always helps everyone out oh but he he did something bad chal koi na kadi bari hindaya ki bari it just happens you know like oh forget it no worries it happens sometimes we all make mistakes mm Yeah. No. Okay. One time sure, we'll give the benefit of the doubt. Two times? Yeah. Three times that's a pattern. You know? So, it's trying to identify like and also going against what society is saying, right? Like, oh, okay, he seems like a really great guy to the rest of the world. He treats them all great. But how does he treat his wife? How does he treat his children? How does he treat, you know, other people? And um that don't benefit him. Yeah. You know, so it's really just interesting to see and I think that's yeah. like my biggest thing is also if any of your guy friends or you know I always try to say this this is another way of being an ally. If one of your guy friends is accused of 
abusing, you know, whatever it might be. Don't question it. Because yeah. even though he might be a really great friend to you, or even just like, oh no, like he would never do that. He's not like that. No, 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 no. If he wanted, if he wanted a girl, he could get her. He doesn't have to like, you know, go past consent. Um, no, sometimes no. our friends are not who we think they are. And no. yeah, I think that's I another. I totally agree. Yeah, I just want to say that's like another way of being an ally. Yeah. Just sometimes your homies are not who you think they are. Yeah. And that's like a homie, like a friend, right? Somebody you might have grown up with, somebody you have personal connections with. I get it's a little bit more challenging to go through that process of maybe being like questioning your relationship, questioning all the time. But like yeah. the common thing that I see, right? Because I'm I'm a big sports fan, right? So I'm in sports. I love sports. I love watching sports, multiple sports, right? And it's always when a sports athlete of a like a, a player of a team, right, does something and something comes up about them, because there's this fan base for a team. And because they, they like the team and they don't want to risk of the, maybe the, the guy leaving the team, getting, uh, they will make up excuses or they'll turn a blind eye just because they're a fan, their fandom of a team. And they don't, like some people have personal connections with the team. I get it. Like you might grown up from day one of your life up to, but there's still a certain point where you have to reflect and be like, no, that's messed up or that's wrong. Or at least the biggest thing I hate, right? And it's like, I hate this so much is when, Again, when we talked about it, when when somebody does step forward and no one believes them or if they put them down, how about you wait until a little bit more comes out to voice your opinion? How about you wait until you just before you just go and put their story down or just destroy them completely? Because no, maybe they're already destroyed. That's probably why they're coming out to talk about it. Maybe it's not because of money. Maybe it's not because of fame. I don't think a person that has traumatic, like is dealing with trauma from something is the first thing is how do I make money off of this? Yeah. It's more, it's more about they've been through something. They want closure for themselves, but they also don't want other women to go through things like that. And it's like that, that aspect of things is always taken away. It's always like, she wants money. She wants fame. Why is she coming out now? Haven't you like, there's, I mean, there's been stories of, of one man just treating hundreds of women and it didn't take until 10 20 years later down the road to finally that guy gets some like he finally gets caught up for what he's been doing yeah. it didn't take until 100 or 200 women to finally get to that point and i'm just like like and we and so there's just like i just don't i, I understand like even like you said like maybe once or twice is like even once or twice, it's, it's, I'm sorry, but once or twice by accident, something doesn't happen by accident. Something in your psyche makes you do something because you, one, either you believe you're doing something or two, you, you can't non-consciously beat somebody up or non-consciously like rape a person. Like that's not non-conscious. I'm sorry. You're consciously doing the actions of what you're doing. And some way in the back of your head, you're thinking about what you're doing. I don't like this hearing this, this excuse of you're non-consciously doing all these things is a horrible excuse. I'm sorry. You can't oh, no, mistakenly do this stuff. We agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always hate it's that excuse. Bahana, right? It's oh. always a behind It's always an excuse, right? Like, oh, he was drunk. I'm like, okay, drunk people still like, I, because we had this podcast, drunk people still have some level of conscious behavior. They still are these because the next day you might remember not everything that happened the day before, but you still remember parts of it. So you were still consciously there thinking yeah. about what was going on step by step. Maybe you have blurred parts in, in between, but still, you still remember what you did kind of lightweight, unless you're blackout drunk, which again, we talked about it. It's not good for your health. Please don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Please watch yourself and please measure your drinks. Please drink responsibly and safely as, as you can. But mm-hmm. it's just like those types of things, like those are not excuses. Like I hate that those, those are excuses that are being made. Mm-hmm. And those are excuses not not down the road that are made. Those are excuses right off the bat that are made for men. And I'm just like, I yeah. can't. I'm just like, wow. Like it's just it's just crazy that some people just can't wait to see. Maybe okay, let's just say maybe it was a fake story. Right? Maybe some way down the line somebody did try to come out and try to do, make money, or but that one person doesn't define everybody else. 
Mm-hmm. Just because that one person might have came out of fake, you can't just be like, hey, she was faking it, so she's also faking it. She's also, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 100%. And I think, like, we've touched on so many, so many great um, topics as well. Um, I, I personally can speak about or talk about um, gold empowerment, like, for hours and hours and hours on end. Um, but thankfully, Jagada doesn't stop and we always have programming geared towards like uplifting the gold voice and trying to make it the most inclusive, um, you know, trying to create space. And so I just really want to say like, thank you so much, Grindelwald, for creating this space. Um, I hope that other things can look to you to, you know, hear the experiences of other fours and what they might be enduring. And, you know, I personally always, the, the way that I've um, try to motivate myself and continuously um, persevere is always in Jardikala when I root myself and, you know, uh, in Bonnie and Sikki, um, in Artias, I, I, I feel that um, assurance that, you know, it's going to be okay. And we are strong, we are fierce, we're magical. I mean, we literally birth little baby aliens <laughs> I mean, like we birthed little humans yeah. like but that yeah. um, are so pure and i mean that's only something a woman can do that's power and um and i really just want to say thank you so much and um unfortunately i know time has just yeah. built and gone um but we do have um i do have to get going no so. problem no. so i was just gonna get wrap it up real quick anyways but thank you again so much for joining right i mean thank you so much for sharing i know these things are not easy to share so i'm so thankful that you were able to share but in, in, in a little bit of concept about what Jakarta is doing to allow cores safe spaces we do have core voices going on next friday um april 23rd um you can find out more details on the jmc ucd ig or you can also go on the jmc uh, UCB, who is the JMC that's putting on the event to find out a little bit more. It's more of um, a space where people can come together, especially cores can come together and just lay what they are going dealing with on the table in many forms, right? Through poetry, through art, any way they want to express themselves, just to put it on the table and be, so they don't have to be burdened with this stuff, be in a safe space where they can express themselves, right? That's the whole, uh, I was able to make it to the a UC Davis one that happened a couple of years ago. And it was amazing to see not only just scores, do all this but also some things also helping and being allies just creating the space right i mean again i go back to my biggest point just taking a step back is the biggest thing you can do to be an ally right you don't like somebody could have easily just went there and be like oh what about things why aren't you talking about things but like that's not what the, the concept of it is supposed to be we're supposed to make safe spaces for all of us for different people at different times so again it is core voices it's on friday april 23rd um I believe it starts at 6 p.m. But again, you guys can always go to our IG page or also go to JMC UCB's IG page and get more information there. Um, if you do follow the Jagara page, we will be, I'm pretty sure we'll be posting about it there as well. So uh, again, we are on YouTube. We are on all streaming platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and and Apple. So if you always, it, there's multiple ways to tune in and we really appreciate you guys um the song that we are creating here and just listening honestly means a lot for us so with that um i would like to wrap it up